0: So this might not flow as well as some of my other podcasts have because this one's kind of off the cusp, you know. I was thinking about this earlier today and I really felt like I needed to talk about it and I really needed to get some, you know, get some other people's opinions, get some people talking, okay, because very few people actually are. And I know I may not have the biggest platform in the world, but by God talking to five people is better than talking to nobody. So around the world, everybody is starting to realize that this whole thing of us evolving into a new society, into a calmer, gentler society is a load of shit. Okay, we're not a new breed of person who doesn't need war, who doesn't need violence, who doesn't need, you know, who doesn't have the the thoughts of, you know, of conquering a new land or whatever, you know, that never left our system. We still feel the need to take care of ourselves. We still feel the need to take care of the ones around us, and we still feel the need to have a community that we can live inside of. So I don't think that we somehow evolved past violence. I think that certain people have weakened themselves to a point where they're no longer capable of disciplined violence. And when you break yourself down to a point where you've hidden the fact that you can be violent or that you want to be violent, that's when, you know, you start getting these, these crazy acts of aggression where you've got riots, you know, totally undisciplined riots through groups that don't know anything about anyone else in their group, that don't know anything about their enemy, who are going on these tirades. They're burning down cities. They're burning down police stations. They're burning down you know, communities. They burn down apartment complexes. And it, it goes to show that we're not so far evolved or so far removed from the crusaders that they criticize. Or the Viking raiders that they criticize. We're not the only thing is is we feel the need to hide it now and I'm not I'm not against violence I don't think it's a first resort I don't think that it should be your immediate go-to but I absolutely believe that there should be an inequity in defense if you're being attacked you should defend yourself with more ferocity than they are throwing at you. Okay? That's how you live. That's how you survive. That's how I see my kids at night. Okay? I absolutely believe in that. I absolutely believe that you should train yourself. If you are not trained right now in hand-to-hand combat and how to use a weapon, and how to use a firearm, you need to because this is starting to come to people's houses now. It's starting to come to smaller towns now. Violence is starting to spread throughout the communities where people don't have a strong tie to the world around them. And that's one of the biggest problems in our society right now is that we don't have a tie to our community. We don't have you know, a, a connection to our neighbor. A lot of people don't even know their neighbors. And it's, it's, it's kind of disheartening that there's so many people in the world right now that have no connection to the place that they live. They have no connection to the soil that they own. There's no connection even to your ancestors. And I don't, I don't get where we lost that. I don't get where that started falling off. Because I, you know, I have a high reverence for my ancestry, and I, I always have. My family's really big on our genealogy, so it's been, you know, it's been traced back quite a ways. You've heard me talk about it before. I, I love my ancestors. I love my family history. I love the fact that I come from a very noble warrior bloodline. And I pride myself on that, not because they did it, but because I get to carry it on you know the best way that I can and I feel like I feel like people lost the connection that they had to their bloodline to the earth to their community to you know their immediate their immediate families and their immediate friends and their immediate community Right, there's no there's no loyalty anymore. And you know, it's it's kinda crazy how we've been told we've evolved past violence, but now the only thing that's happening is that violence is being hidden. Is that that overt um slavery is being hidden. And the the end goal of control, of manipulation, of you know, taking what you want by force is just now slight coercion and you know, give a little bit and give me a little more and give me a little more and give me a little more, and oh, well, you really don't have much of this, so why don't you just give me the whole thing now, and it's happened so slowly that no one realizes that that's not how it's meant to be, and I'm not trying to make a political statement right now, I'm I'm trying to stay neutral, but on the same hands, on all sides, you know, we have traded freedom for security. And it's every man's right to make his own security. Every man should take care of himself and his family. Okay? And every family should have a power structure. Whether, you know... That's the female being the head of the household and the male being the subservient, or the male being the head of the household, or the female being the subservient. And I have my opinions on that, but I keep that to myself. And when you have these structures in society where you know exactly what's going on, you know who's in charge you know who to go to when stuff happens everybody has somewhere to look up to and we've kind of lost that so now everybody's kind of running around looking to okay who's saying who's saying what i agree with for now who who am i going to agree with for the next 10 minutes until you know they say something wrong and then, you know, burn them at the stake and then move on to the next prophet. You know, move on to the next leader. And it's it's been such a crazy cycle that we go to who said the most outrageous thing today? You know, who said, hey, let's go kill Antifa today? Who said, hey, let's go kill, you know, these BLM activists today? And... You know, I'm not, I'm not condoning any of that at all. I don't, I don't think that should be your train of thought of just, hey, let's go kill everybody who represents this cause. But it's like we're, we're trying to find that, that next provocateur. And it's, it's crazy how fast that escalation happens, especially since the beginning of the year. Especially since, you know, 90 days ago, everything, everything was unstable, yeah, but, you know, when you're playing Jenga, it only takes one bad pull, and everything collapses, and you're, you're kind of seeing it right now, but with all that being said, People really need to start finding out where their community is, you know, and this is going to be my only tirade for the day. Cities are not the place you want to be in. You do not want to be near a big city. There's no connection. There's no community. There's a thousand people who feel faithless in a crowd. There are hundreds of people who do not care if you live or die that you touch shoulders with every single day there there's no comfort in living in a city there's no community living in a city you're one in a million of faceless soulless people and there's and there's a lot behind why i say that if you don't know what Dunbar's number is, you need to look into it. Because as you all know, I like the science behind what I say just as much as, you know, why do I believe this? This is why. Dunbar's number says 150 people can live in a community before people start feeling faceless. Before people start feeling like they can get away with something before you're a blank face in a crowd. I'm not saying you should find a town that has 150 people in it. What I am saying is you should make sure that your crowd, that your community is not getting too big to the point where you cannot know people on a personal level. I keep a very tight group of friends. I try not to let too many people in to that very tight group of friends, and even this group of fr- this this tight group that I keep close doesn't mean I have to talk to them every day. It doesn't mean that we text all the time and we just blow each other's phones up. It means that if I need help, I know that I have someone there who can help me. If I'm out of town. If I'm not there and my family needs help, my family knows that they have someone there that can take care of them. And the same goes for them. If they're not around and I am and they need help, I have absolutely anything to help them. Anything that's mine, they can have as long as it helps them. And... There's a lot of places that that's lost, where people don't have that connection, and people think, oh, well, you know, I've helped you out quite a lot, and I don't think that I've gotten a big return from that. You know, I don't think that it's fair that, you know, you've needed quite a bit of help, and I've always been there for you, and you really don't have much to help me with. That's, you know, that's a shit attitude, and that's a shit way to see people. You know, yeah, that doesn't mean I'm not going to get in your ass when you do need something, especially if you're being irresponsible. Mm-hmm. But everybody needs help, okay? And when, when you can't see that one day you're going to need a hand up too, that's when you've lost sight of where your community is, okay? I'm a strong believer that you need to have a group of people around you, because no one's a lone wolf. People are community-driven, okay? Everybody has a different skill set. Everybody has a different mindset. Everybody has something they can bring to the table. Right. And I feel like when you think you are the absolute end all say all, you think you are a hundred percent it. You're the one person who's gonna survive the entire apocalypse. You're gonna be the last man on earth standing, you're gonna be the only person that's, you know, that's surviving World War III, you're taking on Russia, you're taking on America, you're taking on North Korea all by yourself, and you don't give a fuck, because no one can tell you what to do, you're going to die alone, and you're going to be a sad motherfucker in the ground. And you know what? I don't pity you at all. But, with that being said, you know, not saying... You need to start fear-mongering. But I am saying you need to prepare for shitty times. Okay? So many people got comfortable and complacent knowing that you know the 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 store is right down the road, knowing that you can get groceries whenever you want. Well guess what? That's over. Okay? Those times are kind of gone, right? Because there's days when the news will say, hey, there's a shortage of flour. Guess what? All the flour in the store is gone. Do you have any setback? Are you going to have flour next month? If they say, hey, you know, we're not producing it anymore. We're not making it anymore. Are you going to have food and, you know, in two months if you know something happens and you lose your job are you gonna have savings do you have a penny to your name if you're not getting a paycheck this week you know are you how are you gonna put food on the table you know and it's crazy because you even look back a hundred years and that is unfathomable that you have two weeks or one week worth of food And you are not absolutely panicking, shitting yourself to take care of your family. Like, people really need to get in this mindset of making sure you're taking care of yourself and you're taking care of your family. And you're making sure that you don't have to rely on somebody else, somebody else, somebody in a grocery store, You know, somebody who is telling you exactly what you're allowed to buy is telling you exactly how much you're allowed to own, you know? And that's not me talking as a prepper saying that you need to build up your house as a stronghold or that you need 12 years' worth of food that you can bury in your backyard. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you need, you know, exactly what the CDC recommends. You need to be able to survive for 30 days, And then for three months after that, that is it. If there is any pandemic that lasts longer than three months, look around. You're not going to be worrying about do you have food in your pantry, okay? That's going to be the least of your worries. If you're going three months without being able to see a grocery store, or without being able to get in to get more food, you're going to be watching the world around you crumbling. But, now is definitely a time that should make you look and reflect on yourself and see where you're coming up short. See where you can improve. I mean, if you're chilling on a ramen diet right now, why are you sitting on a ramen noodle diet, okay? I was was talking to someone the other day about a book called Extreme Ownership, okay? It means everything that happens to you is your own fault. Everything that happens around you is your fault because you need to learn how to mitigate risk, how to control your surroundings to the best of your ability. You know, even if, even if it wasn't directly you calling the shots, what could you specifically have done to change the outcome, you know? And this changes your entire perspective on everything that happens to you, right? Because, you got laid off and you don't have any and you don't have anything to eat in 2 weeks what could you have done to prevent that so that next time when you come into a situation where you do have a little bit extra you know you walk into a job and you are getting paid a little bit more you got your bills caught up you know you're going to build a little savings account this time Are you going to buy, you know, an extra bag of beans when you're at the store, an extra bag of rice when you're at the store, an extra pound of flour, you know, maybe you're going to start buying your, your, you know, your basics two or three months at a time, buy a big bag of flour, buy a big bag of sugar. Like, it's not complicated. You just have to look around and see what you're doing and see what you're doing wrong And how you can improve on that so that you're not running into situations where, you know, you're having to, you know, you're having to, uh, you're having to do without or your family is having to do without. Now, there's two things that I want to say before I get off of here, because I feel like I've ranted enough. And I feel like enough of you are calling me an asshole right now that I can get off and still be confident that I am, in fact, a giant asshole. So, one, the foolish man thinks he will live forever if he keeps away from fighting. But old age won't grant him a truce, even if spears do. That's number one. You may know where it's from. This is number two. Cattle die, kinsmen die, and the self must also die. I know one thing which never dies, and it's the reputation of each man. So, what is your reputation going to be? What are you going to do today to make sure you don't suffer tomorrow? How are you going to mentally prepare, physically prepare, spiritually prepare, mentally, you know, how are you going to focus your energy today so that tomorrow you don't have to do without no matter what happens? Okay. This doesn't mean panic. This doesn't mean go down and buy all the fucking toilet paper because if You know, if I walk into somebody's house and they have a room full of toilet paper, we're immediately not on good terms. You know, you're an idiot, is what I'm saying. You're stupid. But, make sure that tomorrow you don't have to rely on anybody. And that is my words of wisdom for the day. Go ahead, like, subscribe. you're on a platform that you can leave comments, be sure to tell me I'm an asshole. Be sure to tell me that you hate me and I'm an idiot. My opinion's invalid. Um, let me know your expert opinion on me being an asshole and tell me all about it. I look forward to paragraphs and pages of responses. Love you guys.